healing and finding hope through conversations and curiosities about the afterlife. Open your mind and heart to the possibility that our spirit lives on. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. What is the crystal craze all about? Can you use crystals to help you heal? Many people find power in healing with crystals. If you are already into crystals or new to understanding their mystical benefits or just open to talking about the energy they produce, stick around. We are digging in. That's right. But first, a little disclaimer. We are not by any means experts when it comes to crystals, but Trisha and I have gotten curious and that curiosity has led us to do a little research and we want to share that research with you. So if you're interested in learning more about crystals, we think you should do a little research of your own as well. You should. And crystals are known in ancient forms of medicine, borrowing it from Hinduism and Buddhism, but they are still used today along with other alternative medicine, meditation, yoga, and many other things. They might be nice to complement to your own personal spiritual practice. That's right. I think it's another tool that someone could use if they're looking for that in their meditating or spiritual practice. It is important to know, though, there isn't any scientific evidence that supports the use of crystals for healing, but there are people that are, of course, drawn to their colors and beauty, which is what I have been for a long time. And then many other things too, you know, if you're open to receiving their positive energy, you might find them healing. But again, the key is being open. You do have to be open to find the key to maximizing your experience as well as being mindful with the reflection and acceptance. After all, researchers say that our mind may have more power to heal than we give it credit for. Sometimes we just need a tool to help us focus. It's almost like a placebo. Doctor can give you a placebo just to help you think that you're taking medicine to help you (laughs) feel better. When in real settings, it's just your mind saying, okay, I'm taking this pill. I'm good. I'm better. (laughs) And that's a perfect analogy, you know, and even though there isn't any scientific support behind crystals, many people swear by their powers and their positive effects on their lives. So if you're curious to give them a try and you're willing to keep an open mind, we're going to check out what they might be able to do for you. Yes. And there's several different types of crystals people believe in to be related with healing abilities for the mind, body, soul. They believe to promote flow of good energy and help clear the body and mind of negative energy or physical and emotional benefits. I was always drawn to the amethyst and topaz. And most of those are more for the self-esteem, self-like love and things that I know that I need to work on for myself. So I think that's why I was drawn to those two crystals for myself. Well, that's cool. There's a lot of types of crystals and they're all associated with different types of things. In fact, I don't think we would even begin to scratch the surface on that in this 
podcast. I did want to give a little background before we dove into that, though, just on the science of how crystals are created before we go into some of the other spiritual and metaphysical benefits that they have. You know, they were created in nature and their molecules gather to stabilize when liquid starts to cool and harden. So that's what the process is for crystallization. It can happen when like magma hardens or when water evaporates from the natural mixture as well. And the thing about crystals is the atoms are either made of the same element or of different elements, but they have a regular repeating pattern. So they're very ordered. Their arrangement of a particular crystal is always the same. And therefore we have tons of different types of crystals out there that are fascinating to look at. Not only are they pretty and colorful, but as you were saying, there's different types that we can all be drawn to. Amethyst is my birthstone. You were asking, yeah. and I've always loved an amethyst. I have two right here on the desk as we speak, and I always <laughs> keep them close by. And you have a, a book as well, right, Trisha, that references different kinds of crystals that people could always look into. I do. And I want to just say thank you for that little science lesson there. So. <laughs> You're welcome. That's our science for today. Now we're right. going to move on to non-science. <laughs> yeah. So the book that I'm using for references for different crystals, it's called Crystals for Beginners, The Guide to Get Started with Healing Power of Crystals by Karen Frazier. And this book, you don't have to sit and read from page to page. This, you can just go in, open it, look for like the different stones that you might be interested in. Okay. Or get new ideas of like, oh, this might be a good crystal to look into. I mean, we were talking about different things like that you were talking about when you went to. Yes, I visited a store. So what happened there? Well, the Stone Femme in Montrose, California has a couple of crystal experts and it was fascinating. So you know, going in is overwhelming. And I love that you have this book, The Crystals for Beginners. It reminds me kind of a recipe book. You know, you look up, what do I need? Because even these experts, when I walked in and I said, what would you use for grief? They said, oh, I couldn't even begin to recommend. You know, there's right. everyone's so personal and so different and all the stones have different, you know, you can dig so deep. So we're going to scratch right. the surface. <laughs> right. But one of the neat stories, you know, I asked him, I said, well, I've heard about a moonstone and I've read that it's the stone of inner growth and strength that it can soothe emotional instability and stress, and it can stabilize emotions and provide calmness. And, you know, looking it up, the moonstone is described to enhance intuition, promote inspiration, success, and good fortune in love and business matters. And they pointed out the little moonstone, very cute, white, <laughs> it's got little, you know, black specks in it. But they also kind of referred to it as a fertility stone uh -oh. that they know of six people with babies now that had come and gotten those stones when they were having trouble conceiving. So <laughs> <laughs> I was no longer interested in the moonstone right? after that. 
<laughs> you're like, I'm putting, I'm done with that. I I'm have done with that my stage kid. of my life. I'm done. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll get you one, but I right. was done. <laughs> I was right. done. I was like, no, no, I about ran out of the store. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but then you and I were looking up one that was really cool. The magnetic hematite stones. Yes. Yeah. They said that could help with healing and they were wrapping them around my wrist because I have pains in my thumbs. And I think I need to go back now and buy them because I actually do feel like I got pain relief. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, with you saying that, I was like, now I have to look that up on this website that this book actually gives right to see maybe I should buy it because for me I as I've said in the past podcast that I deal with chronic pain in my neck and my back right so if that works for you on your thumb think of what kind of might affect it have on my neck and back and you know what they told me a story about somebody who had neck pain he had been a roofer he fell off his roof and apparently had chronic neck pain and he was wearing these you know they're big dark magnetic round bead looking like things and he had them around his neck and they saw him out in public and she went up to him and said I'm sorry I have to ask you a question because I'm kind of into rocks what's around you your neck. And so he said he had found accidentally that it stopped the pain in his neck. And he had decided he didn't care how stupid he looked. He was going to wear them because he did not feel the pain. And that is the reason this store carries those stones. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I did feel they, they put the bracelet on me and they kind of stuck it together magnets around my wrist. And they said, just let us sit there for a while while we spoke. And then as we did, I really did feel like my right thumb was not in as much pain as my left thumb. So that, that's it, great. Yeah. Yeah. And it also helps with grounding and protection and attracting what you can create. So those are other aspects of that rock too. So mm-hmm. if you need some grounding or whatever it may be, that could possibly want to be one of the, the crystals or rocks that you would get. Definitely. And speaking, uh, you were saying you were lo- asking them about grief mm-hmm. and I looked at that up in my book as well. And I found that there is a prescription they have in here for grief. And one of it is to use, it's called Apache tears, which is very interesting to me. So you can use that to help. It says they won't make the grief go away, but they can help you process it in a healthy manner. And they say sleep with the Apache tears on like on your bedside table and carry them with you as you process your grief. And I was like, that's very interesting that you could use certain rocks or crystals that can help you process that as well as they were talking about another crystal, which is the Ruby. They have another prescription here as well with the Ruby. So you can use different stones that can help with that as well. And I was like, wow, I might even get a Ruby or I might get the Apache tears just to see if that helps me in my process right now. No, that's true. I just looked up black Apache tear. That is also known as the obsidian and the black obsidian. And that is very cool. They said these stone specifics, what they're known for is grief banishment, a shaman stone and the holy stone. Yes. 
So that is definitely cool. And how do you select a stone? I mean, for what we're talking about, it is fascinating. And when I walked into that store yesterday, I had decided I had to do some research. I didn't know what I would want. Nothing called my name. I didn't walk out with any at that moment, but I haven't stopped thinking about it. Right. That's an interesting way to look at these stones as well as realizing that it's very individualized and personal. So even if your book says it's a prescription, you still have to go look, feel, and know for yourself. Exactly. And when you're there, you can also use your hand to feel that energy and see which one has the most energy and you feel. Because if you don't have that energy hitting you, then there's no point of buying that crystal or rock that it might be pretty, right? but it might not do what you're, you're wanting to do for yourself. And they say that when you hold them and you connect with them or you are drawn to it or calls to you, it's meant to be there and serve you at that, at that time and just go with it use it, even if it is a placebo, it helps you focus your own energy. And it is cool to think that you can hang on to that. I remember back in church camp as a kid, we would get like little rocks um, with either crosses carved into them or words, peace. I I have one that says peace that I keep on my desk sometimes. And they always said it was just kind of a reminder. You could hold on to it and it helps you focus and and pray, you know, so that's kind of cool. And you can even use rocks that look pretty to you. And if you want, like, you know, back in the days, I probably in the seventies, the rock, I'm trying to remember the name pet rocks, pet rocks. You put little eyeballs on them. (laughs) Yeah. Eyeballs or even just paint them. And sometimes that just helps people too. And you could put little words on these rocks to help you. When I was at the beach with one of my friends, we found this big, huge rock that we both thought was amazing. And then I wrote on it, love and then the date that we found this rock and we because we both felt the connection to it and felt this energy coming from it and I was like okay I bought myself writing pens that were paint yep and I was like okay I have to do that because that's what we both felt you just reminded me I completely forgot and we're spiraling away from the crystal world and we're talking yeah. about rocks but you know they all come from the earth so it's okay but yeah when we were on shutdown for the pandemic and ventured out to a park one day when we were brave enough a few months after shutdown, when we knew you couldn't just be exposed to open air and catch it. We found in our park, someone had gone around and put painted rocks around the park. And I have a picture and I might make that picture with your approval, the picture for this podcast that we put on there, because we thought it was the neatest little gesture of love. Here, the world is shut down. What could ever shut the world down? Right. Before the pandemic, I didn't know there would be anything that ever everyone could go home so quickly and just shut the world down. And so it was really nice to come out into nature and find these little painted, pretty, like you're saying, messages of love that were just around the park. And it was really special. Yeah. Like you said, they're both part crystals and rocks are part of the earth. So I think they come from very similar aspects and they give out different energies. Mm-hmm. And you can use these rocks, these crystals to help you, even if it might not have that energy, but these words that you, people mm-hmm. have written on or drawn on and painted on give you this hope. It doesn't matter where it comes from, right? As long as you have that feeling and it helps you go with it. 
it seems like it can give you energy as well as absorb energy as you, you were just talking about with the grief, you know, the rocks to use during grief and that kind of stuff. It's supposed to be able to help pull negative energy out for you too. So that's all just fascinating to me and why not, yeah. you know, what, and they're pretty, they're colorful, they're fun. And if they could bring some happiness in your life, why not? Exactly. But I've also heard that you have to care for them in a particular way. And there I've seen yes. several suggestions suggestions online. I think you have some in the book as well. Yes. There's a special way to care for crystals. Yeah, there is. It's so interesting for different kinds. So you can figure out by which crystal you have, what you would need to do to keep them clean. Some, you just need a soft cloth or like a duster. Mm -hmm. Some, they have cleansing crystals that stuff that you can use to keep it clean. I mean, or you bury it as well for a certain amount of time, which is, was interesting to me. Yeah. No, that one sounds a little weird, but yeah. They also say setting them on the windowsill when it's a full moon or out yeah. in the rain and they can recharge and, you know, that's interesting or using sage on them. Yeah. I mean, you'll see some people in their windows with their crystals hanging. Mm, yeah. When you're going out for a walk and you look and you're like, before I knew all this, what it can do for you and these crystals, they might, were probably cleansing it. Mm-hmm. They were cleansing it. They had it up in their window and I was like, hmm. okay. <laughs> but now I understand why they probably did it. Not just because it's pretty up with the, the sun hitting it and the different right. lights coming from it. Or they could be, you know, using them to decorate around their house, which, you know, yeah. there's different ways you can use the crystals and decorating with them or placing them by plants is one of those ways you just mentioned another one of putting them in your pillow or something, you know, or under your pillow when you sleep, there's some that are supposed to help you sleep. And so you put them yeah. under your pillow. And I think yeah. of princess and the pea, you know, am I going to feel right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I might use, look for that one too, the sleeping one to help me sleep. But I think those are different ways. Like even you use water, let them soak in a bowl of salt water, different things that you can use to cleanse these beautiful crystals and rocks. And when you're using them, you can also use them to meditate or to pray by holding on to them. Like we were talking about helping you just focus and feel positive energy. Or what I thought was funny is I know people carry them in their purses or in their pockets, but they also say some women will put them in their bras. Hey, I have not tried that. (laughs) (laughs) It might get a little bit uncomfortable if it moves around. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to try that one, but, um, okay. You know, that's interesting and whatever works. And then they, they say you can even bathe with them. So I don't know, add them to your Epsom salt bath, you know, there you go. I mean, because not only does it help you feel better, it goes along with your chakras these Mm -hmm. different rocks and crystals you can use or your chakras and that's meditating with them Mm -hmm. when you're doing it, it can help you with centering yourself. Yeah. They have crystals for each chakra. And I've seen pictures where someone is laying down and each one of the crystals is placed Mm -hmm. in the correlating chakra. Yes. In the book, it shows the different crystals that go with each chakra and what the purpose is with that crystal and how it goes with it. So it's very interesting. So I highly recommend doing a lot of research for yourself on this. 
it's just believed that the energy that was used to put them together and the colors they have is also putting off energy. And the only way I can scientifically see any of this working is when you look at magnets, because you can see a force there, you know, and right. even with those healing crystals, we are the magnetic crystals I was talking about. They pointed out that we have iron in our blood. So maybe it, it is pulling something in the blood or making things react inside. Yeah. the body that you're not aware of, but that are benefiting you. And, you know, they're not known to hurt anyone. So why not? It's just like copper. People wear those copper. Oh, that's right. Braces or their bracelets or whatever it may be to help with some ache or pain. Right. And that, again, that comes from the earth. Right. So it probably is pulling something to help heal or taking away the inflammation in your body. Right. To help it heal. Because I know my dad used to wear that around his wrist. Oh, he did. I believe his wrist bothered him off and on. So he had something around his Mm -hmm. wrist that he always wore to help keep it so it wouldn't hurt as much. I have a knee brace that has magnets around it that go around the kneecap. And so, you know, and my orthopedic doctor recommended it. I never thought about it as being in that crystal woo-woo world. But now now I'm kind of thinking, maybe there is something to that. You don't know what these doctors know and they're not telling us these are healing crystals that they are healing rocks that are being put around your knee in this brace. Right. Because some people, when you say that, they'll be going, I'm not going to do that. And you know, it's funny, even though we say there's no scientific proof to go along with this, I am just realizing that I heard those words from my oncologist when I had been going through chemo for my rare brain cancer. And at that time, they had me taking vitamin D And they had only just begun digging up some information on vitamin D helping to fight cancers and other diseases. And at that time, he had to say, there's no scientific proof to this yet, but we think that having more vitamin D in your body will help you fight off these kinds of chronic diseases as well as other cancers. And here, fast forward 10, it's now been 12 years, and now it's definitely scientifically proven. So it'll be interesting if one day down the road, there's going to be more science to what the crystals can do. Yeah. These things that are just from the earth, you don't yep. even think they would help you, but you know what? Yep. They were made for a reason, not just to look pretty. I mean, they're there for you to help you in right. your daily life. So why not? Yeah. So we say go to different crystal shops, see what they say and get mm-hmm. that information from these experts. I mean, there's a website that they recommend here in this book as well that has a lot of information mm-hmm. about about crystals. And so you can get more information. It's called healingcrystals.com. And like you were saying, you went to a local shop that had a lot of information that can help you figure out what's best for you. And try it out and start with one and work it into your daily practice or meditation and see if it can help bring you any relief or calmness. And, you know, we mentioned that there are ways to cleanse them. They do recommend that you cleanse them a few times or that there are certain times to cleanse them. So make sure you get information about that when you buy the crystal, should you do something when you first get it home to cleanse it, ask the person that you buy it from because it's known to pick up and absorb energy from other people. And you don't want to bring that home if you're already trying to rid of some energy of your own. Right. You don't want more negative energy coming. So you want to make sure that you can take that away. So if that energy goes into that 
crystal or a rock. Right. And they say you're supposed to do this on a regular basis. I've actually never cleansed my amethyst. So guess what I'm going to look into doing after this podcast, <laughs> right? You're going to cleanse it. I know I haven't done that with my amethyst either. I probably should do it as well. Oh, I'm going to do that and see if anything happens. I'm going to look up the next full moon. There you go. So use them for yourself, for your body, your mind, your soul. Yeah. It will help you. And once you do tell us about it, if you have an experience or a story where you've used a crystal and you've benefited in some way, send us an email or write some comments. We'd love to hear your story. Yes. The mind is powerful. Believe and practice. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at trisha.misty.tm at gmail.com. Our podcast, Surviving Death and Dying, is available worldwide on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, Amazon Audible, Listen Note, Facebook, YouTube, and more. You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com, where we have the links to the books we've talked about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. We did it again. We survived death and dying another episode because we believe life and love never dies.